Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, giving leaders the tools and information they need to grow and change their world. Now here's your host, Dale Dixon. The true essence of leadership, it's not what you think. Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to become a high-performing leader. I'm your host, Dale Dixon. In studio today with Chris Steely of GPS Business Group. Chris has been called an extreme leader, owning, developing, and operating several businesses focused on training business leaders and touring with some of the world's top innovative business minds. He is a highly decorated Marine Corps logistics officer, a national collegiate rowing champion, gold medalist, and coach, MBA, veteran corporate executive, and has traveled the world extensively training the leaders who train and coach 12,000 business owners a week in 26 countries. Chris is also taking himself on and raising his personal bar, conditioning others to do the same, setting the example of leadership congruence. Chris, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Dale. I really want to meet that guy. He sounds like a pretty impressive dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it is. And so Ron Price introduced us. Ron wrote an email and said, you've got to have Chris on the podcast. So that makes you a faculty member of the complete leader, de facto. Uh, tell us about your relationship to Ron, how you two met. Uh, I'm, I, I reside primarily down here in uh, just next to Costa Mesa in California. And there's a club here called the Center Club. And Ron came down and gave a presentation to our club. It's kind of an executive networking club. And uh, it was, this is probably about eight months ago. He was talking about leadership. And of course, I'm drawn to that and uh, met him in the front of the room. And just, there was a resonance and he and I connected on a deep level, you know, kind of on one of those essence connections and just been staying in touch ever since. Um, I'm really impressed with him and us, us leadership idealists need to stick together. So I'm doing my best to support Ron. So I want to know a little more about you. You, we, we mentioned in the, in the explanation of who you are in your bio that you traveled extensively training the leaders who train and coach 12,000 business owners. That peaked in 26 countries. That peaked my curiosity. Tell me more. Well, there's an organization out there. It's the, it's, it's the world's largest business coaching company. It's a franchise organization called Action Coach. I actually landed them as a client through one of my businesses at one point, and uh, I got recruited to work as the director of coaching for Action Coach for a couple of years. So Action Coach is about 1,200 franchise owners worldwide, and uh, each coaches a, uh, a certain amount of clients in 26 countries. So I'm the guy who trained the business coaches and then traveled around and supported them and engaged them and you know did what it took to make sure that they were as optimal as they could be as they – you know, trained and conditioned business owners in their communities. So that's the backstory there. And then give us an idea of, of how you made the transition into GPS Business Group and, and what you're doing now. Well, I created my first business as an LLC in 2003 and then spun off an S-Corp in 2005. Um, it's one of my business. I, I own a few different entities and provide business services based on different uh, umbrella type companies. So my uh, my S-Corp was the organization that, uh, that, that evolved from 2005 forward working in the coaching community training coaches and then after leaving action coach uh, i engaged with a company called business breakthroughs international which was an affiliation between uh, chet holmes and tony robbins and uh, i ended up traveling with tony robbins and his business mastery events over the course of the next uh, couple of years and then chet holmes passed away and many many people on this call probably know net know of chet uh, wrote a you know prolific book about you know sales and optimizing business development. And uh, Chet passed in 2012, and we continue to carry his torch under the the Chet Holmes International umbrella. So did that for a while, 
And uh, now I specialize in working with private clients to optimize their organizations, starting at the top, you know, starting with the owner of the business, optimizing their ability to lead their teams most effectively and uh, putting together business development systems and, and programs and conditioning people to authentically develop their businesses. Because, And we'll talk more about that here over the course of today's discussion, I'm sure. So. Absolutely. And I'm sure you're going to sprinkle in some great stories uh, from your time uh, times around the world. So we're looking forward to that. First, I need to say thank you for your service to the country through the Marine Corps. And uh, thank you for taking some time to talk with us on the podcast. So let's dive in. Uh, the the topic of our conversation today, the true essence of leadership, it's not what you think. So define it for us. What uh, Define leadership and your different angle and take on it. So I've been, um, I mean, we're we're, we're all leaders. Everybody is a leader. You know, if you choose the genre of corporations, you know, starting a business and being a corporate executive, or maybe you're an employee and you move up, move up the ranks, everybody's leading something. But authentic, effective leadership, frankly, it isn't easy, you know, whether it be leadership on the battlefield in the military. I actually total, spent a total of 24 years in and out of the Marine Corps, four years active duty and 20 years in the reserves, had several commands. And the essence of that is you know, I consider the Marine Corps to be the last bastion of pure leadership because you're, in essence, inspiring and enrolling people to follow you to their death, you know, potentially on a battlefield. And that metaphor applies to the corporate arena, the corporate battlefield, because, again, leadership isn't easy. If it were, frankly, everybody would be doing it. But what did I just say? Everybody is doing it. So everybody does lead, but so many people don't know how to do it effectively because, again, full circle, it's not easy. You know, human paradigm, right? We all want more pleasure. We want less pain. You know, I, I want to come home, watch TV, drink a beer, and just relax and take it easy. That's how my reptilian brain is wired. So leaders are the ones that are focusing on always raising the bar, you know, focusing on how they can be uncomfortable because comfort makes cowards of us all. So it's really important to make sure that we're oriented toward, you know, discipline. You know, whether it be discipline to win a win an athletic uh, event. I, I spent several years doing triathlons, uh, sprint triathlons across uh, the state of Florida. And, uh, you know, it was fun. It was tough. It was grueling. At the same time, that paradigm fostered discipline in my mind and my heart. You know, I was committed to winning. I was committed to engaging. And, of course, as I'm training, as we all train, whether it be training to condition as athletes, training on the golf course to optimize our game, whatever, we as leaders must hold ourselves accountable. Well, who wants to be accountable? I don't want to be accountable. You know, I want to take it easy. But leaders, true leaders, get to love accountability. They get to love being uncomfortable. And they get to stand for their vision. And, you know, vision, what's a vision? You know, we all have a vision. The best way to see your vision is to close your eyes. So as I'm talking to the leaders that are listening to this, whether you're an entrepreneur running a business or a corporate executive running an organization, what's that vision? You get to stand for that vision unwaveringly with discipline, commitment, and accountability. And again, it's not easy. I hear you saying a higher standard. Well, you know, okay, so standard. When I think of a, of, of, of a standard, it's about metaphorically raising the bar, you know? So think about it. I mean, here we are in the, in the era of the Olympics right now, you know, you got track and field and you got the high jump, you know? Every time they go for the high jump, they're raising the bar. The bar keeps getting raised. And that metaphor applies toward business. Businesses are always innovating and raising that standard. So as, your, as that standard gets raised, we as leaders get to step up to that. Effective leadership mandates 
a higher standard. Frankly, if we're not willing to take that standard on and always raise that bar, raise that that standard, then we will fall off the radar screen as a, as an also rand. You know, um, you know, it's funny because a lot a lot of people ask me, Dale, if if leadership can be trained. Uh, I, I believe that that uh, leadership has to be conditioned. You know, through the crucible, right? Through you know being on the anvil, you know, and being you know pounded and being really coming to terms with who you are through experience. You know, leaders in today's world are going to be tested. You know, look at here we are. You know, in the, in the era that we're at right now, we got this crazy political arena. I don't know who the next president is going to be, but frankly, I, I'm really disappointed over how we call these people quote leaders. So we, as subordinate leaders in a political arena in an economic society, we're going to be tested. We get to step into that desire to be tested and step up to that that bar, you know, step up to that that challenge. So and, and, unless we as leaders are truly congruent and committed to our cause and our vision, people aren't going to follow us. Hmm. So because true, authentic leadership stemmed, it, it comes from here, it comes from the heart, you know, not the head. So leadership is not what you think, right? It, it's what and who you are at your essence and your core and your heart. Leadership is about heart. And one of the things out of the complete leader, leaders lead themselves, which it sounds like that's where you're going with this. Uh, you've got to be tapped into your heart in order to know. Where does, where does ego fit in all of this? So ego. Um, <laughs> we all have ego, right? There's nothing wrong with ego. Ego allows us to survive, you know? At the same time, if we're leading because we want to be recognized, you know, if we're leading because it's about us, that's not leadership. Leadership is not is never about us. Leadership is about who we're serving. So that it's that heart of service. Leadership actually excludes ego. It defies ego, you know, true leadership. Too many people are out there pounding their chest saying, hey, this is how great I am. Look at me. Hire me. I'm going to be a great leader. Those aren't the type of leaders that are authentic. Those are not the type of leaders that are going to be able to raise to the standard that leadership is going to expect, whether it be in business or athletics or politics over the course of the next couple decades. I know Ron Price talks a lot about the leadership gap, and I really love him and admire him for that perspective around uh, leadership. And there's a gap coming, you know, and we get to step into that, be aware of it and understand how we get a confront the all the all the things that are facing us as leaders that are holding us back from from effective authentic leadership earlier you talked about uh the military being really that leadership proving ground and one of the last and greatest where do you see leadership really purely executed in the business world so when i think of business business is all about i mean it's simple it's a, it's, a, it's an exchange of value you know, so as you have an organization, you have value. Uh, as, as we take that implication of value and exchange it, typically for money, revenue, optimizing revenue and, you know, optimizing profit, the, the essence of leadership in the context of, of uh, business, it's all about value provision. So we as leaders get to step into that ideal of providing optimal value. So let's talk about business and development. You know, for me, one of the things I love is developing businesses. So when I think of business development, you all are thinking through this with me. Business development is about marketing and sales, right? You got to market. You got to get your work, get your uh, brand out there. You got to get that top of mind awareness. Everything that marketing is, and then of course the no, nothing is done. No revenue is ever exchanged and exchanged until the sale is conducted and the close is made. And that's really what the essence of leadership is in the context of business development. Leadership's about enrollment. 
You know, it's about influence. How do we influence people to follow us? Because if you're leading, if you're out there leading, you're not following you, you're just going on a walk, you know. So leadership's about enrollment, influence, persuasion. And as you apply that toward developing a business, sales, for instance, is pure leadership. Unfortunately, people do it for the wrong reasons. They do it because uh, they want to make a commission. They want to make a buck, whatever. Sales is actually pure leadership. So in the context of developing a business and stepping into that, that vision of that uh, value provision that true leaders have, it's important for us to resonate really with the essence of what business development is about. It's about serving our constituents, not just making money from them. I was going to say, so dive into that deeper and, and let's flesh this out when you say sales is pure leadership. So there's been lots of books written on sales, the essence of sales. I've, I've studied under all the gurus, you know, the folks that are out there talking about sales systems and paradigms. For me, the essence of sales is it's resonating with your purpose so so intensely that you have a moral obligation to fulfill your prospects' needs. And doing that with everything we talked about, with discipline, honing your edge. We talked before about being congruent. You know, We get to step into that capacity as leaders and make sure all we, we're always taking ourselves on. Leaders are readers. That's one of the best ways a lot of people ask me, hey, Chris, how do you know so much? You know, What do you do? How, how do you keep the edge honed? I read books. I read probably about five books a month. Uh, and there's been lots of books on sales and systems and processes. What we get to do is step into that essence of sales because we're all selling. If you're in business, you're in sales. If you have a sales force, you're leading your sales force. But sales, I, I, for me, again, sales is, is, is influence. It's persuasion. It's convincing people of their possibilities. My definition of sales, by the way, it's the process of enrolling people to achieve their vision by leveraging your solution. And if you unpack that, each word has got significance. And if you resonate with the significance of those words, bring them together, it changes the way you sell. And so, it, it becomes more of an authentic experience. So if anybody's like me, they're reaching for their pen. They're saying, wait a minute, repeat that one more time so I don't have to rewind the podcast. Your so, definition so, of sales. Um, sales is the process of enrolling people to achieve their vision by leveraging your solution. Fantastic. And this is one of the I, I do sales training all the time and everything As you unpack that. It's really understanding that it is a process and it's a process of enrollment. It's not a process of wrestling somebody to the ground and, you know, doing the Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross coffee is for closers thing. It's not about that. You know, it's about the process of enrolling people to achieve their vision. What's their vision? You get to lead people to see what their vision is in their business, in their life. How do you do that? Ask questions, develop rapport, find need, you know. By, and then, of course, process of enrolling people to achieve their vision by leveraging your solution. And that's the value that you and your business brings to the marketplace. I've also heard you talk about people want don't want what they need. They want what they want. Right. Let's well, get actually, into this, that. Is, this has been a tough thing that I've had to come to terms with in life is I'm an idealist. I believe that we can get along. I believe that the integration of the political parties can be done and we can actually have peace on the planet. You know, So in the context of being that idealist, I, I think I know what, what that's going to take to happen. It's going to require that people take themselves on, that they're reading books, that they're turning off the TV, that they're not succumbing to the, the drama that, uh, that pulls people in, you know, the reality TV and all that stuff. But people as human beings, you know, the pleasure-pain paradigm I mentioned before, we all want more pleasure and less pain. So we want what we want, you know, like, you know, I, 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 want, to, I want a glass of wine. Well, you know, whatever. Do I need that glass of wine? Probably not. 
but I'm going to have it anyway. So as human beings, as people of willpower, we have the power to exercise our will, even though we know what we need, you know, and I'm here, I'm, I'm talking about some of the essences of need. You know, we need to raise our standard. We need to take ourselves on. We need to read. But it's not about what we need. It's, we're going to do what we want. So our prerogative as leaders is to enroll people to understand what they're what they really need and spin it as a want. Make them want what they need. And the ideal in the context of developing a business is it, the secret is to make people need what you what you offer as a solution. Because no matter how much you want them to need it, they probably want something else. So your prerogative through the process of influence is to want what what you know they need. And that's an art. It really is an artistic wielding of the process that is enrollment. We could spend multiple podcasts digging into that one piece. <laughs> but right. We've got one other thing I want to I talk to you about uh, before we wrap this one up, and you're going to be back later on for other episodes. So uh, this is the Complete Leader Podcast. We are talking, we're speaking with Chris Steely of GPS Business Group. And Chris, let's, let's talk about this word congruence. I mentioned it as I introduced you. You have referred to it a few times over the course of our brief conversation here. Tell us more about this concept, congruence. It's not a word that we use a lot. I think most of us know what the definition is, but how does it apply to leadership and people in organizations? So when you, when you think about the, the literal definition of congruence, it's geometric. It's aligning angles. You know, it's, 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 it's making sure that aspects of structures are solid, you know, that they support one another, whether, you know, through angles and talk about engineers will tell you all about congruence when it comes to engineering buildings. So in the context of leadership, it's critical. It's a very. It's critically important that leaders be self-actualized. So self-actualization. What's that? We all know about Maslow and the hierarchy of needs. The top level of Maslow's hierarchy of needs is self-actualization. And if you're saying that you're a leader and you don't know yourself, you don't know the reason that you were put on this planet. Eh, maybe you're faking it. So it's really important that we as leaders be congruent with our mission, with our purpose. We understand why our creator put us on this planet. So self-actualization occurs when a person's ideal self, in essence, who they, who they would like to be, is congruent with their actual behavior, which is their self-image. So congruence, again, it's about alignment. So think of how you're aligned with your purpose in your life. You know, are you are you doing it just to make a buck? Are you doing it because maybe somebody told you it's the thing that you should do? Maybe your parents told you you should be a doctor or a lawyer. Is that what you want to do? Is that what you were put here to do? So when I think of congruence versus incongruence, I've you know, I've, there's there's a scenario out there. I know a guy who uh, created a business and he got a partner and the two of them went off together. And, you know, one of them was uh, this idealistic business leader who wanted to change the world. And the other one said he was, but it turns out he truly wasn't congruent. He didn't know himself. He ended up deluding himself, his family and his clients, as well as his business partner, because he was faking it. You know, he, but he, he had everybody convinced. He almost had himself convinced, but he didn't know it because he wasn't congruent. So let's all reflect on that. You know, as we all take ourselves on, you know, know thyself. The, probably one of the first personal development books I ever read was The Road Less Traveled by Scott Peck. You know, read that about 30 years ago. And it's a good metaphor. We get to create new roads. And again, as you break out that machete and you're, you know, whacking around and getting the getting all the brush and the bamboo knocked down with that machete, 
that's not easy. But that's the road that we get to that get to blaze by understanding our purpose of being congruent with it. That's leadership. Chris, I'm looking forward to future conversations. This has been terrific. You've definitely given us some, given us something to work on this week and knowing ourselves being congruent. Uh, we appreciate you sharing your background and uh, and your knowledge with us. Chris Steely, GPS Business Group. Any final words for us, Chris? Well, let me just give you a, a, a quote here. Uh, Leadership is not so much about technique and methods as it is about opening the heart. Leadership is about inspiration of oneself and of others. Great leadership is about human experiences, not processes. Leadership is not a formula or a program. It's a human activity that comes from the heart and considers the hearts of others. It's an attitude, not a routine. And I'll give credit to Lance Secretan for that. Thank you so much for sharing that. All of Chris's contact information is in the show notes of this episode. You'll find out how to link up with him on social media, find his uh, blogs, his website, and his email address as well. That'll be in the show notes of this episode. Chris, thanks for your time. We will talk to you again soon on the Complete Leader Podcast. While you're out connecting with Chris, uh, would you do us a favor, go into iTunes, rate this episode. Hopefully we've earned those five stars from you. Also, write a quick review and how you are putting this information into action to make your business better and to make you a more complete leader in this process. And definitely subscribe to the podcast while you're there so this information is delivered to you in a timely manner. We appreciate that. This is the Complete Leader Podcast. Everything you need to become a high-performing leader. Thanks for listening to the Complete Leader Podcast. Find more online, thecompleteleader.org. 